Welcome to our weekly devotional with Dr. Owen Anderson. This week, I want to look at Nehemiah chapter one and really just two verses. Chapter one, verses four and five. Now, it might help you to know the context of Nehemiah. He is living in Persia. He is the cupbearer to the king in the citadel, the capital there, Susa. And as cupbearer, that's not just that you bring a cup to the king. That means that you're the one who tastes or uh, tests anything the king might be drinking to see if it's been poisoned. It would be a very personal test, right? You drink some of it, you don't die, so then the king can have some. And so this is a person the king would have to trust because if it's someone who you who his enemies could persuade to, you know, overlook something and or put poison in the cup, then then it would be the king would be dead. It'd be dangerous. So it'd have to be someone where the king says, yeah, this is a guy. I can trust him. And Nehemiah is in that place of trust. That's very uh, important that he's there. But he doesn't just say, look, I've got a good life. I've got a great career. I'm, I'm with the king of, of powerful empire. He trusts me, must have a good income, uh, must have you know, you know, family, got some religious life. I'm just going to enjoy myself. What he does in the beginning of the book is he inquires about Jerusalem and the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile. He asks what's happened to them. And he hears that they're in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down. Its gates have been burned with fire. So he hears, it's not just kind of like mediocre news or kind of bad news. It's super bad news. Great trouble and disgrace. Jerusalem is broken down. And so when he heard these things, this is verse four. And this is what I want to call our attention to. How does he respond? Three things he does. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. Number one, I sat down and wept or mourned is another way to put that. He mourned, he grieved that the people of God are a remnant who are in great trouble. Second, he fasted. So fasting is, I think, currently a, one of the fad diets doing an interval fasting or something. And so there you're thinking of it just in terms of your, your body's health. But fasting here is recognizing your dependence on God. We go through our day and we just have access to food and liquid and we think we're fine. And this is a way of saying, I'm completely dependent on God for everything. I'm looking to him as my source of life, nothing else. So his mourning produced his fasting. And then from those, the third one is that he prayed. So verse four gives us Nehemiah's three responses. Morning, fasting, and prayed. Highlight those here. And then in verse five, he gets into the prayer. Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. So think of the title he addresses here. The empire he lived in would have had numerous deities, uh, may have been influenced at this time by early forms of Zoroastrianism, uh, kind of dualistic philosophy, and mystical religions left over from Babylon. He doesn't get involved in any of those things. He goes right to it. Lord, the God 
of heaven, the great and awesome God. He made all things. He's a creator, but he's also the ruler. He has a covenant with his people and he loves his people. And this is at a time when the people are in exile. They're under the disciplining hand of God for their idolatry. All of that had been prophesied in Moses. And then it happened when they turned away from God, it happened that they were destroyed by their enemies. So that is part of the love of God also. And then God is going to restore them. This is how, what I saw from Nehemiah here and why I wanted to bring it to your attention is his, is his focus. When he can get news about the people of God, that's what he wants. How are the people of God doing? And when he hears this news about them being in great trouble and disgrace, his response is those three things, mourning, fasting, praying. And now there are some ways in which we're like Nehemiah. We could say that we live in a time where the, the church is in great trouble and disgrace. The walls of protection of the church have been broken down. And then its gates by which you either enter or are kept out have been burned with fire. And our response shouldn't be to just kind of ignore it, which is not even on our radar. We didn't really care about it or to uh, think that there'll be some uh, solution, some simple social or political or economic solution. Our concern should be to go to the Lord God, great and awesome God, and pray for that remnant of people and pray for the uh, deliverance from the great trouble and disgrace. That should be exercising our minds and, and occupying our attention. So Nehemiah chapter one and Nehemiah as a great example for us of what we should focus on and how we should respond, culminating in prayer to God, our Redeemer.